Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. We are brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I tell you every day, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Take control of your dental health like I did 26 years ago the first time I saw Dr. Mike O'Neill. All right, let's get right to our first guest. We're going to talk about the Big Ten in a minute, but first... The great Philip Rivers, the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Thank you for taking the time. First question, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but I really want to know. Interceptions in the NFL for you, are they just a fact of life or are they opportunities for you to learn? Um, no, I mean, it's, 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 it is part of, part of life in the NFL. Um, you hope there's just not very many. Um, and while there's, uh, there's been more than I would have liked, uh, the past handful of years overall in my career, uh, it's not been an issue. So I don't expect it to be one this year uh, moving forward. Philip, I'm not sure you're wearing the Nunkepi hat that you're usually rocking. Uh, Nunkepi, of course, begin again. You bring that as a life philosophy into the locker room. Frank Reich shares it. Do you see a lot of that in the locker room? Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, I don't have my normal one on, but it's it's on here. It's on there. It's always, usually always somewhere um absolutely i think it applies all the time week to week game to game play to play it, it applied the other day in the game after an interception shoot after the first drive touchdown we got to begin again you know that last touchdown's gone um and absolutely i think i think uh, i do think it, re it resonates in this locker room i think it, it it resonates in life in general i mean you're always beginning again and um you know, can't get too high or too low. I mean, I think you got to make sure you begin again when things are good and not just when you have a bump in the road. And, you know, 16 teams are, 16 teams are uh, taking the field today at practice undefeated, and the other 16 are 0-1. Are so, um, that's, that's, this league, we know this league is going to be one-score games and, and, and ups and downs throughout the whole, the whole year. The only thing that happened on Sunday, the only thing that, that's different about our season – now than was before Sunday is we can't win them all. And other than that, everything's still out there. It'll all still be out there for, for, for a good while. Uh, and so we just got to, again, take that, take, I know it's boring. I know it's boring on the outside, but it's that one day approach and, and one, one day at a time, one play at a time and, and, uh, and just keep our head down and work. Last year, your Chargers played the Vikings. Is there anything from that experience that you can kind of move forward into 2020 and help prepare you for this challenge on Sunday? Yeah, you know, that game, uh, like, like so many others last year, was a, uh, I believe it was a 12-10 game, them, and we were driving to take the lead before half, and um and had a sack fumble. They ran back for a touchdown, and and it and it and it spun out of control from there. So um, there was a couple turnovers in that game that hurt. Two came really late in desperation when we were, uh, you know, uh, probably should have been handing it off, but we were um, <laughs> for some reason we wanted to push it down the field a little more. But um, 
that they're a good team. They're a good team. Um, we, um, you know, the, 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 we're a good team. You know, again, both teams, both teams didn't play probably the way they wanted to last week. Uh, and, you know, all throughout, obviously, both teams didn't because we didn't come away with a win. So you got two good football teams on Sunday. Uh, this defense is always challenging. Uh, Coach Zimmer does a heck of a job with the defensive schemes. Play, played against him so many his team so many times, both when he was in Cincinnati and and a couple times, obviously in Minnesota. So um, they got really good players. Heck of a secondary. Heck, those those two inside linebackers. Um, Obviously, uh, defensive end we know well from uh, his time in Jacksonville. So uh, it's a heck of a challenge for us. We'll have to be better than we were last week, to say the least. Um, uh, but uh, I think we're going to, you know, have a great week of preparation and be up for the challenge. How much are you going to talk to Xavier Rhodes this week? Xavier Rhodes, of course, coming over from the Minnesota Vikings, played there for a number of years, knows their scheme. How much do you guys talk throughout the week to prepare you to play against his old team? Yeah, I, I usually try to uh, go about the week normal, and then, you know, as the week goes, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll have a conversation or two. I, I think I'm always a little careful to, to to do too much of that, just because I think it works both ways, right? They know he's here too, so I mean, and and you never know how much they've tweaked. I mean, this off season especially, um, you just you just never know. So, but more so, maybe like you said, personnel wise, uh, what guys. Uh, just being around guys, right? Knowing what they, what routes they, they don't like, which ones they defend better than others, little things like that. Since we don't have a, a ton of current, you know, this year's tape, it's all off last year's as, except for last week. But yeah, I usually try to go through the normal preparation, study what you see and, and, uh, and then have some of those conversations um, as the week goes. You know, you're kind of in career rankings among quarterbacks. You're up there in terms of yards. I think you're fifth. TDs, I think you're sixth. You've started virtually every game since you became a – in fact, every game since you became a starter with the San Diego Chargers. Which of those records are you most proud of? It, I would imagine, and I've heard that you're most proud of consecutive starts. Yeah, I would say whoever told you that's probably right. I mean, uh, you know, I always thought uh, there for a while I was able. I, I played fifty-one straight in college, and and um, I don't know if that still still stands. But there for a while it did. They play so many games now. I don't know if it does. Um, and I always, you know, just thought that Favre's record was unbelievable and awesome. You know, and and certainly, uh, um. You know, Peyton was right there behind him as well. But, you know, a lot goes into that. Certainly, I, I feel very thankful. I've been blessed with with good enough health to be out there every week. But I, I do think that that's probably the one that that maybe means the most in a lot of ways. I, I think you mentioned some of the other things. I think it's more so, I, I guess, just the, the company that, that – I, I don't know if uh, – company may not be the word, but just – seeing some of those guys that I literally had had posters of on my wall as a, as a child, you know, and this, to, to think you're kind of, and, and again, in some ways uh, in the mix with those guys uh, in, in certain categories. And, but, you know, honestly, you said it first, I don't really think about those things in the, in, when you're in the thick of it. Um, I'm still aggravated about last week, to be honest with you. I have moved on, but still a little bit aggravated, which hopefully a little bit of that, saltiness can can carry over into us playing better this week but uh ultimately it's really about winning uh that's really the the, the one that that wasn't what you asked but that's what matters the most is find a way to help lead the team to a win whatever that means if that means 
80 yards passing and hand it off 55 times, then let's do that. If it, if it needs something different, then let's do that. But I, that, that's really uh, where our focus is now is finding a way to find a way to be one and all this week. Seems like you and Paris Campbell were clicking the other day in Jacksonville. What have you seen from Paris Campbell that makes you willing to trust him at that level already? Yeah, I think with Paris too, I, and I always felt like he was a fourth, fifth year guy. I don't know why. And 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 then you realize it's his second year and in his first year he had so many injuries and uh, didn't play a ton. So, um, I mean, the ceiling is so high for him. I mean, I, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a strong, fast uh, guy. And, um, you know, you saw some of that last week and some of those uh, deep, deep overs he called and, and uh, you know, the reverse and, and some other things as well. So he'll continue to be a big part of the, the offense moving forward. And, and, you know, just another, another aspect, another, another weapon uh, from a skill position standpoint. All right, that's Philip Rivers. You know what? You gotta love his attitude. If you're 0 and 1, you know you can't you can't relitigate the 0 and 1. So you've got to move forward, and you've got to try to get to 1 and 1. And the only way to do that is to put that loss behind you, and and try to learn from it, and then go play on Sunday. And that's what Rivers is going to do. Uh, the Big Ten they made the announcement today that they are going to play football beginning the weekend of October 24th. They're going to play a nine-game season. Every team's going to play nine. You're going to have eight regular season games, and then you're going to have the Big Ten Championship, but you're also going to have uh, similarly seeded games among the rest of the conference. So you're going to have the one play the one, right, from the east and west. Then the twos, threes, fours, uh, all the way through seven. You're going to have um, Rutgers is going to play somebody for, for seventh place, right? That's the way the Big Ten's going to work. Anyway, they made that announcement, and what tipped the scales in favor of returning to play, the ability to test and get immediate results, and then also the feeling that moving forward, if, if you don't play in the fall, it's just not going to work, right? But the testing is a big deal, and then they feel like they've got a pretty good handle on the myocardia thing, or whatever that is, the, the heart issue that can be related to COVID. They feel like they've kind of figured that out. So Kevin uh, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and some others involved in the decision-making, they uh, sat for a Zoom call with Dave Revson this morning on the Big Ten Network and kind of articulated their concerns, how their concerns were addressed, what made this vote unanimous, and it was going to be unanimous. If they were going to return to play, it was going to be all in or no in. There was no way they were going to be 13 to 1 or 12 to 2 because then you open yourself up as part of that majority to second guessing by others who say, look, these two guys weren't on board. And all of a sudden we got a lot of COVID going on and bad things happening. The ramifications of that decision have been dire. Two guys being right, 12 being wrong. The Big Ten was never going to sit for that. And so it was either going to be all in or no in. And it was all in. And, and one thing that I thought throughout that Zoom call is how fortunate the Big Ten Network is to have a guy like Dave Revson, MC, uh, that kind of like six guy or six person, because women, of course, are a part of the process and a part of the call. If you've got six people to interview and, and try to glean wisdom from each, you need a really adept person at the helm of that show. And Dave Revson did an absolutely spectacular job. Good for him. Good for us. Good for Big Ten fans 
to have a guy in the studio like Dave Revson. I, I thought he was terrific. And he had a little inside baseball from, you know, media guy. Anyway, uh, speaking of media guy, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but didn't know when we did uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now that Dan McNeil had been fired. And he was fired shortly after uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now. And, and so he's done at 670 the score. And it's something that Intercom absolutely had to do. You cannot show people in other markets. They've got a lot of talk stations. And, and if you're not going to come down heavy on a guy like Dan McNeil for what he tweeted about ESPN's Maria Taylor, then you kind of open up a, a Pandora's box of evil on social media that that company doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to deal with and doesn't want to appear to tolerate. And so Dan McNeil gone. It was the only decision that could be made. You, you wish it was a little bit different and, and that we weren't in a time where that kind of thing led to being fired. But here's the difference. If you're on the radio and you make a comment like what he tweeted, you're going to be okay because there's context and nuance and tone and the laughter of a coworker or the laughter of a producer if what you say is funny. But with social media, it's just the printed word. And with just the printed word, there's no tonality. There is no nuance. There's no assumed humor. You don't have the laugh track in order to cue the audience that you're trying to be funny. Here's what happens, too, on social media. When you say something on the radio, it generally just stays local. It just spreads within your community. There are people who are rolling tape on a radio show, right? But social media, boom, a droplet of mean turns into a tidal wave of, uh, a wave of despair. That's just the way it works. You get a whole bunch of comments, you get a whole bunch of retweets, and you got a whole bunch of problems, and it can cost you your career. Last night, how glorious was it to watch Denver Nuggets come back again? This time they were down by nine points, came back to beat the... Uh, the Clippers, and Paul George. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for zero points in the fourth quarter. Paul George was 2 of 11 from beyond the arc for the game, 4 of 16 overall, game on the line, series on the line. Can he be a closer? The answer is no. Coffee is for closers only. No coffee for Paul George. Juice this morning for Paul George. No coffee. First place, Cadillac. Second place, Steak Knives. Third place, you're fired. Paul George, you're fired. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook, straight up, and then on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. I cannot wait to talk to you then.